0: Hey folks, this is your host, Paul Winkler. Thank you for listening to the show today. Before we get into the content, I wanna tell you about a new workshop I'm hosting called Politics and Portfolios, How to Invest During Election Season. You can register for it at paulwinkler.com politics. A lot of people are worried about the market this year, and I want to help you know what to do. We're going to look at historical data and academic research to explain how markets behave in election years, and we'll use easy-to-read charts and graphs. I'll be live on Friday, February 23rd at 12 o'clock. But if you can't make it live, register anyway, and we'll send you a replay link. So go check it out at paulwinkler.com slash politics. Now, here's your show.
1: Welcome to the Investor Coaching Show, a podcast to help you get an insider's view of the financial world and escape common investment
2: traps. We look at the financial news of the day and help you make sense of it so
0: you can relax about money. And here's your host, Paul Winkler. And welcome to the Investor Coaching Show. I am Paul Winkler talking about the world of money and investing. And sometimes we get off the beaten path. As you know, I like to do. That's kind of my thing to get off the beaten path because there's a lot more to finances than just investing in the right place sometimes you got to get your mind right because if you look at the research on people and how they do with their finances they underperform the market in a big way historically and a lot of it has to do with the psychology and i'm going to tell you a lot of it has to do with how our anxiety can kick in at the wrong times you know we get all euphoric and excited when the market goes up. And then when the market goes down, we go, oh man, it's going to fall up. I'm going to lose everything. And then we tend to make really bad decisions. And then we also have anxieties about how we earn a living. We have, you know, matter of fact, one of the biggest things that we have regarding our anxiety happens to do with money and our finances. So I'm actually, I have the pleasure this Hour, we're going to be talking to a couple of friends of mine, uh, Lindsay Casabella and Lauren Combs, and there they are, right there. Okay, so ladies, we are going to talk about anxiety, and you're both uh, work as counselors over at the Bab Center in Hendersonville. Yes. Yeah. Lauren, go ahead. Why don't you give your background and your you know, what your You have a couple designations behind your name. I'm big on designations, but, you know, what do they stand for? Licensed? uh, LPC-MHSP.
2: So
1: Licensed Professional Counselor Mental Health Service Provider.
0: Okay. And Lindsay?
1: Yes. So I'm an LCSW, Licensed Clinical Social Worker.
0: Okay. So let's talk about... Shall we? Anxiety and you know, I, I was just thinking there's so many things to be anxious about right now. People are worried about melting ice caps and they're yes, worried yes. about they're worried about politics, yes, you know, yes. or going into an election yes. year. They're worried about whether football is actually rigged or not. I mean, right. <laughs> yes. Um, so okay, so define for me, either one of you that want to take this, define for me what anxiety is and what it leads to and Mm -hmm. uh and how prevalent is it something that you see do you think it's the number one thing that you see in your practice that people come in with
1: yes definitely (laughs) definitely and actually i was looking earlier and statistically it is the number one mental health diagnosis
0: yeah I think you're right Mm -hmm. because, you know, with the little part-time stuff I do over there, I think that's what I see
1: Mm -hmm. the most.
0: Right, Uh, You know, Lauren, how about you?
2: Yes, absolutely. And I think it's a lot of that too is awareness because how anxiety shows itself. And uh, I think more people are aware of just the symptoms of anxiety now and what they can know that's what that is. Right.
0: And, and and so, you know, so from that perspective, a lot of people are starting to self-diagnose. They're getting out on the social media and they're self-diagnosing. And mm-hmm. uh, that's what that's I've another, got. So that's another that's another we'll we may get it. We, I want, it. Let's spend some. Yeah, let's spend some time on that. I, I definitely want to spend a little bit of time on that as well. OK, so d- define it for me. Kind of give me an idea of what anxiety is. I have my definition. I want to see what yours. My, my definition, just to throw it out there, is um, I have a fear of the future. Yes. I have a fear of what's coming. And what else would you have to say about that?
1: It's definitely that, but I would say there's a difference between fear and anxiety. Mm-hmm. And I describe it this way a lot. So I, I use this example. If I were to walk into my office, because I have an overwhelming fear of snakes. Okay. <laughs> we'll just use this <laughs> I didn't example. Know that. <laughs> right? All right. So, if I were to walk into my office mm-hmm. and I open up the door and there's a snake, mm-hmm. okay, immediately I'm going to be overtaken by fear. Okay. Mm-hmm. I really don't know how I would react to that because that's not happened, mm-hmm. but I would probably have a couple of different responses. I might either slam my door, run and scream, mm-hmm. ask for help, I might freeze.
0: Fight, flight, freeze. Right. Yeah.
1: I might slowly close the door. But let's say you're there, Paul, uh-huh. at work. You're not really afraid of it. You come in, you get the snake, you remove that perceived threat.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And the threat is gone. And so, what I might do is go back to work, calm down, and just kind of come back to a level place.
0: So anxiety can be right in the present, not necessarily what's going to happen in the future. but you know in a way, I'm, I'm afraid of what that snake might do, and then, you know what
1: mm-hmm.
0: might how it might affect me in the future in a way. Right. I suppose. but there, there's a little bit of both. okay.
1: But let's say that that's kind of fear, and I come back to that level place and it doesn't really become, the anxiety kind of decreases it doesn't really become anxiety mm-hmm. but let's say that i'm so shook up that i have to leave for the day mm-hmm. and i go home mm-hmm. and then i begin to think on it mm-hmm. and think on it mm-hmm. and worry and and then i begin to just think what if there's more what if? What if that snake had baby snakes? Yeah, no, and I
0: think I love what you're saying, there, right. Lindsay, because you know I think in terms of not only do I fear what might happen uh, in in a way, and you're saying that I just might be a little bit freaked out about it, or right. whatever term you want to use, but it's that I can't handle
1: right what
0: is coming down That's the road. Right,
1: and so then I begin to think on it, and it grows and it grows, and then the next day I might call in because i'm so afraid can't go to work right <laughs> yeah. of that perceived threat even though i know that maybe it was removed uh-huh. i'm so fe- the fear is overtaken and i begin to just think and think and think on it and then follow that by my behaviors or my actions of i'm going to avoid it
0: oh mm-hmm. so I, so i like that it's kind of like the rumination thing right. uh, i remember some somebody i was actually talking about anxiety depression was saying that 100% of you know I, the numbers i mean we can argue about that But it was 100% of depression, anxiety is due to our self-talk. And Mm -hmm. the the fact that we keep replaying these risks over and over and saying to ourselves, I can't handle it. I'm not Mm -hmm. going to be able to deal with this Mm -hmm. is the rumination part. So that's really interesting. Mm -hmm. So when we're dealing with these things, okay, what do you do? What are some of the things that you you think about in terms of helping people with this? Lauren, what do you want to...
2: It depends on the age group because I work with much younger kids than she does. Oh, okay. I work from six years old and up. So if I'm seeing a kid versus a teenager versus, you know, a young woman, that's my general population that I work with, Uh Um, not couples or anything like that. Um, It really just depends. But a lot of learning about mindfulness, relaxation Mm -hmm. techniques, you know, for little kids, I always want to let them know, like, the more education you have of what's going on in your body, what's going on in Mm -hmm. your mind, in your brain right now, when this is happening, it helps you separate from that big scary monster that it feels like. Mm
0: -hmm. So, so a lot of the stuff, you know, we talk about what is mindfulness? I mean, you know, that's a term that maybe is lost on people. What is it?
2: I think it can be different Mm. techniques that are used for a lot of people. um, Grounding a lot of grounding, a lot of safe place. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: Now, safe place for some people is like, what on earth is that? You know, the the attachment idea, you know, we mm -hmm. have people, is there somebody? And I think, Lindsay, you actually referred to that in just a second ago in a different way. Do I have Mm -hmm. somebody that's going to come in there and Mm -hmm. come to the rescue? Right. And do I know that somebody has my back and and that can help me take care of things? A lot of people don't have that. Mm -hmm. but. Having somebody there with you. I know there was a study I remember mm-hmm. where you had two people and they didn't know each other, and the one was there by the person's side and they responded to the threat completely differently than if the person had somebody that was there very familiar to them yeah. right by their mm-hmm. side. So the that, that's yeah, yeah. If you have somebody that you know and th- th- they actually measured bodily, you know, how your responses were mm-hmm. to threats. So I think it's really important. I think that leads to thinking about how much we have people around us and making sure that we are surrounded with people and we don't – that we have a su- support network.
2: Yes, oh, definitely. Because
0: people are isolating yeah. nowadays oh, more right, and more. You right. want to talk a little bit yeah. about that, you know, how we just don't have that. Uh, you know, have you found that is as people get older or is it – in general, that people are isolating more?
2: I think COVID, too, really did a number on not only kids worrying about, you know, they already have those pressures of friends and everything, but that doesn't go away when we grow up, right? We still can struggle with needing community, obviously. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I think COVID really did a big number on a lot of anxiety. Right. And also people feeling like they're connected to others. And then we have social media, too. That's a whole other Way people feel connected, but then
0: yeah, it, but very disconnected correct. at the same time right. yes. because yes. it's fake connection right in, in so many different ways.
1: Yes, yes. yes. Now,
0: now you mentioned uh, Lauren; you were talking about feeling it in your in your body. You know, as some people have stress and they don't recognize that A lot of the mm-hmm. bodily, you know, mm-hmm. the, a lot of the diseases that we have. Mm-hmm. I was blown away by you know, aces. Adverse childhood oh, yes, you know, yes, yes. experiences. know,
2: experiences, your score,
0: yes. And, you know, diabetes, heart disease, yeah, cancer, right, tumors, yeah. and, and those right. types of things. But talk about a little bit more what you're talking about when you say that uh, where do you kind of, where do you express it? And mm-hmm. why does that matter if you recognize that? Why does it matter for you to actually identify, whoa, where am I kind of feeling this stress?
2: Yeah, we were actually talking about this the other day, how we see mm-hmm. so much Um I don't know if you want to say it at the same time, too, but so much fear, um, you know, surrounded by the bodily, whether that's they get nauseous, they're hyperventilating, right. they're um, shaking, crying, you know, just the different symptoms that you can have. Um, but we were talking about how common we've been seeing a lot of the the fear of growing up, or people who struggle with anxiety, just having that. That's the body. The
0: mind-gut connection. Yes, exactly.
2: And the
1: fear of the actual body sensations of anxiety.
2: Which no one wants that, right? Right. (laughs)
0: So they they fear it, and then... It's kind of like I heard somebody talking about anxiety the other day and I thought and this may, sounds like maybe what you're saying mm-hmm. is sometimes what we do is don't think about it don't think about it don't think about it and mm-hmm. what happens right. when you say don't think about the thing that you're fearing Yeah. Your brain says, "Ooh, this must be really bad."
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. My
0: host yeah. <laughs> that person is telling me not to think about this yes. and, and it here must we are. Be, and it might be super <laughs> So in, in in essence one of the things that you guys do, mm-hmm. you know, when people come and talk about these types of things, you give voice to the things that I'm worried about, and that helps people overcome mm-hmm. some of those fears and, and anxious types of things that they're going through.
2: As well as education. So mm-hmm. if you have someone who knows what's going on in their body, uh-huh. they go, oh, I'm, I am I can separate my brain and anxiety brain, so to speak, right. of what's running the show at the moment. Because then it doesn't feel like, oh, it's just me, and uh-huh. I'm you know, quote-unquote crazy. That's what people say.
1: Right. And then to learn that you actually can do something about the body. Yes. And what is happening from the anxiety to realize because anxiety is a disorder where you feel completely out of control sometimes. Mm -hmm. And so just helping someone to understand and take back some of that control that Mm -hmm. that. There is a very neurological piece to anxiety, but there are parts that we can control and work on.
2: Mm -hmm. How?
1: Through. through,
0: I got to know how. Uh, Through
1: learning how to breathe. And that seems so simple. And, you know, sometimes I feel like, a lot of people just kind of roll their eyes mm-hmm. at that, like, "Oh yes, yeah, yes, the sure, whole sure. mindfulness, the whole breathing thing, right, right." It's foo
0: foo stuff, and right? Yeah, yeah. I, I get, it. yeah, right. I get it. But
1: there is so much science; it's so much deeper than that. And so, learning how to just properly breathe, and learning how to recognize the things that often trigger anxiety. Mm-hmm. And then learning how to recognize the first kind of symptoms, what what's happening in my body, uh-huh. and learning then how to cope with that, put in tools that we often teach, um, help someone to get a sense of control back.
0: Okay, so when we, we talk about how to breathe, uh, you know, say, so well, why is breathing a big deal? Uh, you know, just if you think about it, you don't think about it. Uh, in other mm-hmm. words, you know, That's when we true. when it comes to breathing, you yeah. don't think about it. Sure. And when you bring it to the conscious thought, it actually it has an effect on overall anxiety because you're taking something that is typically not something you're ever thinking about, and making it conscious. But mm-hmm. what when when you talk about breathing, what kind of things would you be telling somebody to do that help with anxiety in general?
1: Well, the first thing is because i I hear this a lot, like when I'm in the middle of panicking or mm-hmm. anxiety, mm-hmm. Breathing doesn't work for me. Mm -hmm. And so,
0: yes, yes, yes. Yes. yeah, address that really. Yeah, Yeah, seriously, go.
1: So, one thing that's important is learning how to practice these things when you're calm. Oh, learning to implement them not in the moment, but when you're actually in a state of feeling calm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Because if you practice them, in that state you're much more likely to naturally and implement them when you're feeling heightened
0: and be less likely to get to that heightened state is right, what you're right. saying that exactly. yeah, feels more exactly.
2: natural it feels more comfortable of course if you're in the middle of a huge panic attack and you know you're at a 10 so to speak right. like you're not going to feel comfortable pr- trying to focus on your breathing in that moment if you haven't practiced it it's going to feel weird it's mm-hmm. going to feel mm-hmm. odd Mm-hmm. Versus something you've practiced
0: right, that makes a lot of sense, so let's say that you're you've done that mm-hmm. you you kind of got you understand a little bit about breathing, and you know what breathing let's i guess we should you probably should give some tips that you typically give people on breathing, what would those be before we head to a break what would be <laughs> some of the tips that you would give people on? I know how to breathe. Come on. (laughs) What are you talking about? I've been doing it my whole life.
1: (laughs) Well, I think for me, one of the most important things that I like to teach is that you always want, when you exhale, when you're breathing, you want to get a deep breath that's not shallow but all the way down deep in your diaphragm
0: so make your belly go out
1: that's right Mm -hmm. ladies you're not gonna look
0: you know you're not gonna have that little tiny stomach that you want when you're doing that but you know breathe that breathe out from there sure
1: but but one of the important things is the exhale needs to be longer Mm -hmm. you want that to be slow and and much longer
0: yeah, and and I think about that as you say that one of the things that I've had people do is challenge the things that they are anxious about, the things that they're thinking about, the mm-hmm. negative thoughts. Start yes. to challenge that. I'm sure you guys do that. Yes. What what does that look like? When you when you ha- you just give me an example of how you might have somebody challenge something.
2: Coming from a therapy perspective, like using CBT, or are you wanting to to break that down? Yeah,
0: let's use CBT, Yeah, cognitive behavioral therapy. How do you challenge them? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Uh, let's use that as an example.
2: So a lot of times I like to, again, depending on the age um, that I'm working with, I love to go through, okay... Let's say it's a a, a teenager or a young kid. I like to go through and go. Okay, let's let's get a list of the things that really trigger your anxiety. What is a five?
0: Have them have them write it down. Right, right. We number kind of, one, yes. And then have them do a a ranking of it from a scale ten. of one to ten. Mm-hmm. Okay. One to ten.
2: So then I know. Hey, when you were talking about this one situation, is that a five? Is that a seven? Ten? Where are you at with that? That helps me to know. No one else is in their shoes but them. What is their ranking of that? How much fear is coming up for them? Anxiety and panic. Uh
0: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So 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 come up with a thing that you're worried about. Yes, and yes, let's say if there. it's say if it's a listener and they're thinking I'm worried that the stock market is going to crash and I'm gonna lose all my money and mm. I'm gonna be living under a bridge someplace. You know. Mm. So so to me, let's let's use that as an example because people do generally worry that everything is gonna fall apart, they're gonna lose all their money.
2: Fortune telling yeah. error. Yes. Right. That's, yeah, that thing.
0: Yeah, go, yeah. go. Yeah. So yes. so you would walk them through it how do you wanna go with
2: this one?
0: Or do you want me to go with it? Because I you know, say, and, I, and, I, and I may, I may just. Well, I, let me just start you off because I don't want you to, you know, walk into how the market works. But right. it, what are you know? Number one, I would think of what are the odds of this thing that I'm worried about sure. happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, what it would what would it take for that to happen? Mm-hmm. And I'll give a practical example. I don't know if you guys come and come up with anything else, but when people worry about the stock market crashing, I mm-hmm. go, okay, so you own. 30,000 stocks in your investment portfolio, mm-hmm. and you're worried about 30,000 companies all around the world in every country around the world simultaneously going bankrupt. And if they do, that means earnings have gone away. If earnings go away, then taxes go away. If taxes go away, then the government goes away. And if the government goes away, then the FDIC goes away and your she CDs are worth nothing. You see where it's I'm so coming connected. from?
1: Yes.
0: Yeah, so, so yeah, give an example from your world, what you would do with somebody that is maybe worried about something else. Uh, like maybe a teenager that's worried about failing a test or or, or something like that. Uh, how would you walk them through that fear and that anxiety about their possible not being able or, or you know, failing out and then what happens next and you know, right. go through that?
2: Right. No, I love that point you made. I, I like to go through like if it's a teenager struggling with that. Um, To almost desensitize Mm -hmm. by going, what's the worst that could happen? And and, I know that sounds really simple, but you need to be also walking through a professional who knows what they're doing with that to help you with relaxation coping skills and helping you calm at that moment, to learn to do that to use at home. Because if yeah. not, then your anxiety starts, oh, the, oh, the stock market's going to crash. It starts getting really high. And then-
0: I really like what, the, the word you just used, desensitize, yes. I think is absolutely yeah. major. I agree. Go ahead,
1: Lindsay. <clears throat> I agree because one thing, I love CBT, but one of the- parts that i love about it is somewhat the exposure part. Yes. 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 Yeah. It's
0: yeah. Ex- exposure and and just to give you an example folks of what she's talking about there. I'm afraid of spiders. That's, so you little by little, go ahead.
1: That's right. So <laughs> I, I go back to my beginning example of uh-huh. of the snake, okay? Uh-huh. And so if i go home and i continue to just let that build and build and build. Uh-huh. <clears throat> and I don't come to work the next day. Yeah. And I, it, the thoughts continue to just build in uh-huh. my mind. And then I end up just saying, I can't do this. I quit my job. Yeah, I can't go to work. Right. I can't yeah. go to work. Right. Then I'm just reinforcing that anxiety over and over and over. Yes. But let's I say. I knew
0: I should have been scared of that.
1: That's right. Let's <laughs> say I do it afraid uh-huh. the next day. I get up. I may be very worried about opening that door. Uh-huh. But I go in, I sit down. I may be very hypervigilant the rest yeah, of the day right. that on edge. Yes, on edge. Uh-huh. <clears throat> but I make it through that day.
0: Let's do this. I've done it break. We got to run to a break real quick here. Let's do this. We'll come back right after this. You're listening to the Investor Coaching Show. We're talking about how do you deal with anxiety because there's so much to be anxious about right now and we have to figure out ways to overcome this stuff. Here with Lindsay Casabella and Lauren Combs over at the BAB Center in Hendersonville, Tennessee. Be back right after this. Thanks for tuning in to the Investor Coaching Podcast. Now, you may be one of these people that's listening and realizing, wow, investing, there's a lot more to it than meets the eye and financial planning tax laws constantly changing and recognizing that maybe you might need some help in this area, but you don't want just anybody to help you out. So we have 10 offices in the Middle Tennessee area, and everything we do is fee only. We align our interests with your interests. So you can get an initial 15-minute phone call with any one of our offices just by going to paulwinkler.com forward slash call. That's it every one of the offices is run by somebody with 20 plus years experience. They're all degree planners. They all have academic backgrounds in investing, and you can get the help that you need. So if you want to set up a complimentary phone consultation, just go to paulwinkler.com forward slash call. And we look forward to seeing you soon. All right. We're back here on the Investor Coaching Show. I am Paul Winkler along with some of my friends over there. Lindsay Caspell and Lauren Combs from the BAB Center in Hendersonville, Tennessee. They're counselors over there. And I just thought it'd be kind of fun to talk a little bit about anxiety because we're going into a year... When there's a huge amount of anxiety. So many things mm-hmm. to worry about. You know what's going to happen? Who's going to be a president? Who's going to be vice? Who's going to be? You know, oh my yeah. goodness. Uh, who's? Uh, whatever. Uh, there's so much stuff. And then what's going to happen to the stock market? And, you know, and people worry about all of these different things. And I thought it'd be nice to have some tools. You know, And we were talking a little bit about, okay, so we talk about cognitive behavioral therapy for dealing with anxiety and the idea that, uh, you know, so often our anxiety comes from the middle part of our brain, which is the emotional part of our brain. And we're trying to engage the front part, which is the thinking part of the brain, right? Uh, Right. Uh, So, and and what we do, we talked it, and just before the break, we were talking a little bit about how exposure, you know, Mm. what you're doing is running through, and and for lack of a better word, I'm going to call it a what if scenario. Right. So, talk a little bit about that.
1: Yeah. So, going back to kind of what I was saying, if I am afraid and I begin to avoid something, right, I am reinforcing the anxiety. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it must be really, really dangerous, right? So, because I'm avoiding it. Yes, That's
1: right. Yeah. And so, if I I tell clients this all the time, sometimes we just have to do it afraid. Yeah. And I love that. Yes, and they'll look at me and say, that's simple, like, do it afraid. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yes. Sometimes yeah. we just Feel have to the do fear. it afraid. Yep. Feel the fear. And do it anyway. And do it anyways. Because you begin to desensitize yourself, and the more that you do that. So going back to my example that I was continuing to talk about, the snake. Yeah. If I show up the next day yeah. to work and... I might be really afraid, uh-huh. but I make it through that day. Yeah. I come back, I do it the next day. Yeah. I do it the next day. A month down the road, yeah. that fear is probably going to be it's, gone. It's
0: extinguished. That's right. So, so a Real life example. Are you ready for this?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. The, uh, I was worried about a leak under the house. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever gone in a crawl space under a house. Um, no, uh, no. Uh, <laughs> no You know, you. you got spiders, you got snakes, you got rodents, um, no. you got, Lord only knows what's under that thing. And true story about a week ago, I did this and I went in, I was about 20 feet and I was like going, I was looking to go, oh man, that's a long ways. Cause I have to go like, I have to go like 30 yards. No exaggeration oh, cool. to get to where I had to go to. And I'm seeing duck work and I'm going, that duck works like really low. Paul, just keep going, keep going. And yeah. you know, you're right. That's exactly what happened. Right. I just kept telling myself, feel the fear right, and just do it anyway. By the time I was done, I wanted to go under there again. Yeah. Yes, I was yeah. like, wow, this is really, this isn't nearly as bad, but you know, it's funny, but we don't think about that. If we face the fear, the right. fear dies.
1: right. Yeah. Yes, that's right.
0: So so true. So um, okay. So that's a good one. Now now uh, the what if kind of thinking. And who is coming up with this what if scenario? Who who's coming up with these things? You know, when you're having, you know, are you telling the person what they're afraid of, or, or you know, walk through that? No
1: no no. Right. What's no. going on there? Definitely the client.
2: Yes yes. Everyone's different. Everyone's right. fear is different and. But I also want to echo that a lot of anxiety, it can have certain things that um, are big fears for a lot of people. Uh They're not Mm -hmm. alone in that. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, again, I had mentioned it earlier, a fear of maybe embarrassing themselves by being sick in public. Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. I I think that there's, I I looked looked up the top 10 things that people are afraid of. Oh, Oh, You ready for this? Please tell us. Yeah, yeah. You got money and finances, number one. Yes. is it uh, yep money and finance uh, health and safety of loved ones
2: mm, yeah was
0: number two yeah. job and career worries
1: mm-hmm.
0: was number three relationship problems
1: yeah
0: mm, um, yes. yeah people fear fear they mm. fear oh, anxiety definitely. and depression definitely yeah. and yeah. so what's the what's the relationship between anxiety and depression because because we see a lot of depression right now what mm-hmm. is it and what are you dealing doing to deal with that? Mm.
2: Yeah, I was going to say they have a very, um, what's called a high comorbidity. So if you have anxiety, you're much more likely to have some depression in there
1: mm-hmm. and vice
2: versa. But you have to think if you're at a at a 10, like I was referring to that thermometer kind of where we're at. If mm-hmm. you're at a 10 all the time and you're so anxious, you're not able to be very present and living your life. Your body's in overdrive. Your mind's in overdrive. Mm-hmm. And that in turn starts to affect you both you know, in your physical self and in your mental self. And right,
0: and it affects relationships. You know, Absolutely. think about, you know, the yeah, anxiety yeah. when it becomes hopeless, becomes depression. Yes, and, right. then it, and then it just when goes it goes from, from, from depression, it can become to apathy. Right, And how much apathy are we seeing right now? I don't care anymore. I don't care. You know, I don't care about anything.
2: I'm a burden. Oh, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I hear that one yes. all the time. It makes Do really you really? Sad. Yeah. Yeah. Really sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm-hmm.
0: that's. Oh, yeah. if you're a parent, you're dealing with that. Okay. You just mm-hmm. hit. You just hit something right here.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: What are you saying to your kids when you hear that kind of thing? When they're because kids feel that way. What mm-hmm. and you know what kind of a message would you want to tell a parent who might be mm-hmm. dealing with that? Their kids dealing with anxiety, depression, concerns. What types of things are you talking about? How to deal with this? What would you do?
2: Yeah. Mm. I, if we get to that point and they're saying those kinds of things, that's when I definitely say, hey, that it's time to get a counselor, someone who knows what they're doing, how to treat this and to walk alongside this person, especially mm-hmm. let's say it's a teenager. Um, you know, if if they are every day affected so deeply by this and it, you're noticing personality changes, mm-hmm, maybe mm-hmm. their sleeping is off, their eating is not how it was,
1: mm-hmm. that's
2: definitely a time to go, hey, it's, we need some professional help.
0: Hey, this is Paul Winkler. Hope you enjoyed today's edition of the Investor Coaching Show. If you wanna learn more about what we do? Go to our website, paulwinkler.com. You can watch some of the videos there and if you're not already a client, you can set up a free initial consultation. Until next time, I'm Paul Winkler, reminding you that I believe that more educated investors are more confident investors, and confident investors are more successful investors. Have a great one.